Ashley Catherine, the current 2017-2018 Vice President of Professional Development, and I'm here with Dr. Marlene Neal, APR. She is an assistant professor at Baylor University and teaches courses in public relations and advertising. She also serves as the faculty advisor for the Baylor PRSSA chapter, as well as holds a position on the Board of Ethics and Professional Standards. And she's here today to talk on the special edition of Podcast with the Pros to discuss ethics in the PR industry. All right, Marlene, so what inspired you to join the public relations field? Well, it may surprise you to know, but I used to be a television news reporter, and I worked with a lot of public relations professionals in my job, and um, it was very stressful, long hours, um, low pay working in television, and I really became interested in working in the public relations field because I found that the folks that I worked with were so friendly and helpful, and I became interested in that field. And so um, I went and visited a few PRSA meetings um, locally and had a chance to attend a PR 101 workshop that was hosted by the local chapter, and that helped me make that transition, and I finally was able to get a job in public relations in the same community. Okay. As someone who's earned a PhD and the APR accreditation, why do you encourage students to continue their education, but specifically their public relations education? Well, I found that there is a lot of value in um, whether it's a master's degree or APR and uh, enhancing your management skills and uh, business literacy. And I find um, over the years that actually by doing so, uh, public relations has a stronger role in organization because we're able to talk the same language, communicate better with our colleagues in other departments. So we can be more influential and they're more likely to accept our counsel. So I do encourage uh, young professionals to definitely consider taking the APR exam. One of my mentors uh, definitely pointed me to that very early on in my career. Uh, she personally was an APR and she pretty much set up the expectation that once you had five years of experience, that was something you were just supposed to do. And so I was guided much so by um, one of my mentors. In addition, um, I would suggest that young professionals work a few years before pursuing a master's degree if they do so. And especially if you are in interested in advancing into management positions, it's absolutely helpful to, to consider uh, pursuing an MBA in particular. Okay. Can you describe what your role is on the PRSA Board of Ethics and Professional Standards? Well, I'm one of several members of the Board of Ethics, and um, my responsibilities, things that I've been volunteering for, have been related to uh, helping to coordinate Ethics Month. I've been on the Ethics Month Committee for several years. Um, in addition, I do some academic research um, on ethics, um, and I do that under the umbrella of the PRC Board of Ethics. And there's been three different uh, research studies that we've done over the past few years related to ethics that I've been a part of. Okay, great. Could you describe a time in your career where you were faced with an ethical dilemma and how you handled it? Well, there's one example in particular that stands out to me, and there was something that actually um, conflicted with my personal um, faith, and so I ended up uh, raising the concern uh, to my immediate supervisor, and he was able to um, arrange for accommodation uh, that was, um, I'm trying to think of the word for it, that was... Um, that would uh, satisfy both of our interests in that situation. So he worked out a compromise, is I guess the way you would say it, uh, that I was able to adhere to my personal beliefs uh, at the same time while fulfilling my obligations as an employee. Great. That's an interesting approach to that. I know over the last few years,
careers, we've started to see an increase, and especially students who are starting their careers um, and joining organizations, starting to step up and encourage more compromises in what they believe in, but while also working with their organization. So how would you say ethics affects public relations? Well, my personal view, as well as the view of many of the people I've talked to over the years, is that um, ethics um, is core to what we do in public relations. It's hard to separate it uh, because uh, there's so many issues that just come up on a routine basis, things such as you know, um, how, um, how much information we disclose, how transparent are we going to be, and when are we going to point to disclose that information. Uh, just little, uh, decisions like that can be impactful uh, related to um, ethics and public relations, just deciding how transparent we want to be in a situation. On the other hand, there are, there are more uh, serious issues that have emerged in people's careers, uh, things such as harassment in the workplace or um, whether or not to offer condolences to a family in a case of a loss of life. Um, and so there's some other issues that you may come across in your career that would might maybe fall a little bit more in line with what we think about in crisis communication, but a lot of times there are going to be some um, issues embedded in that uh, that have ethical implications as well. Okay, okay very good. Uh, we, PRSSA, just did a Twitter chat with ethics and how they think it affects PR. Um, so it kind of falls into this next question. How do you think social media affects ethics in the PR industry? Well, some of the issues that have been uh, raised um, in the past in this realm uh, would have to do with uh, transparency. Uh, letting people know uh, when you're commenting on behalf of an organization or client as opposed to personal communication, and so that can be a challenge. Um, and then, too, uh, there have been some instances of some um, stunts that have been done uh, that were questionable, such as faking a Twitter hacking. Um, and so I think there's some issues there um, in making sure that any kind of uh, campaign efforts um, are definitely ethical um, as well as creative. Okay. I know a theme that was coming up in the Twitter chat was how do you balance accuracy with efficiency and timeliness? Um, I know, like you said, transparency is very big um, with technology and social media. But what do you do? You have any advice as a professional on how to balance those two very important values that we all struggle to make sure we have, to make sure we have full-rounded, accurate, and complete information before we disseminate it. Ashley, I think you bring up a great point, and that's that we can't compromise accuracy uh, for speed when it comes to technology. It's so tempting mm -hmm. to try to get information out there quickly, but once you share that information or distribute it, it's very difficult to correct it. Yes, we can um, issue corrections, but it's much more difficult to, um, as they say, get the, the horse back in the barn. Uh, that's a phrase that I've heard some um, people more senior than me use, and I think it's applicable in this situation. But that reality that it's very difficult to, um, to bring things back to under control once you've actually let that information out. So it's very important that we make the time to verify and check the accuracy of information before we send it out, because even though you can do corrections, it's very difficult to make sure that everyone sees that, um, and um, it's much better if you can get the information, ac accurate information mm -hmm. out there from the get-go. Okay. All right, so with technology and making sure we're accurate but timely. How can you encourage students to use technology to learn about ethics, such as in case studies? Um, I'm sure we've seen this 
through other organizations and businesses, but how can we use technology to learn from them and to learn about ethics in general? Well, there's a lot of re great resources that are out there. You did mention case studies. Um, I find uh, that uh, there's several great organizations that have case studies available. Of course, uh, the PRSA Board of Ethics and Professional Standards has some available on the PRSA website. Uh, you can also um, find information out about ethics uh, through the Arthur W. Page Center. Um, as well as the Page Society, and so those are some great resources. Uh, the Institute for Public Relations um, also has uh, blog posts that they run and case studies on their site, uh, and so there's a lot of great um, resources that are available out there. In addition, um, it's good to check out blog posts on ethics that have good discussions and points that you may not have thought about. Uh, there's uh, the ethical standard advisories that the Board of Ethics distributes regularly uh, that touch on issues of the day. Um, and so uh, there's Twitter chats, of course, as you've mentioned. So there's a lot of different ways that you can engage and think about ethics um, and um, get, to, get to think about these issues before they arise for you. Perfect. Yes, we encouraged all of these resources and, of course, the resources that PRSA has to offer to PRSSA in our Twitter chat. And we hope to really continue to improve and use technology to learn about ethical issues, like you said, before they arise and how to develop solutions for those. So what has been a standout moment for you in your career? Well, I think for me, um, in, um, in my involvement with PRSA, there's been several great opportunities. Um, I had the opportunity to serve on the Universal Accreditation Board, which oversees the accreditation program. And that was a special moment for me because I'm a big advocate for um, um, ethics and public relations and for accreditation. In addition, now serving on the Board of Ethics and Professional Standards, that's been a special time for me as well. Uh, this is my second term uh, serving on that board, and we've been able to do some um, wonderful studies about um, ethics, particularly there was a study we did recently uh, with millennials and how prepared they feel um, to provide ethics counsel. And I just finished a study with uh, senior professionals um, on um, how to um, speak up and keep your job, basically, and that will be coming out in book form soon. So I'm very excited about that project. Oh, very exciting. Do you have an approximate timeline for when that book's going to come out we can look forward to? It should be early uh, 2018. It's now in production, but thank you for asking. Thank you. All right. Now, serving as a PRSSA faculty advisor, what is one piece of advice you have for students and young professionals? Well, it's actually some advice that came from some people that I've interviewed in my research, and that's that we cannot compromise our integrity uh, because that's so important to our profession. A lot of times we're the voice and the face of an organization, and so um, you want people to trust you. And if you make a mistake, it's very difficult to get a job and start over somewhere else because you've lost that credibility. And so that's something that we need to protect um, at all costs. That's really great advice. Like we said, talked about earlier, comp compromising to encourage ethical practices, but also working hard, too, is just some of the best advice. Um, so what you've mentioned the Board of Ethics uh, and practice, Ethics and Professional Standards. Uh, beyond that, what has been your favorite PRSA memory? 
I would have to say the relationships that I've built. Uh, I have several mentors. Um, one of the things I do emphasize for students, too, is the importance of uh, finding um, different mentors. There should not be just one person that you rely on. That's too big of a job for one person. And sometimes you'll need mentors for different stages of your career. And so I've found uh, several wonderful mentors for different phases of my uh, career development uh, that have been very influential. And so as I think about PRSA, I can't help but think about um, the mentors and the, those that had a huge impact on my life. Okay. Now, why would you encourage students to join PRSSA and PRSA? I think because of the difference that it's made in my career. Unfortunately, I did not have a chance to get active with PRSSA as a as an undergraduate student because of the fact that I actually was a broadcast news student. Uh, but whenever I shifted to uh, public relations, uh, that's how I've developed in my career. It's made a huge difference, not only in uh, developing, my, developing my skills as a practitioner, but also the connections that you make, the leadership development opportunities that you have. Um, I would say, and, and I don't over underestimate when I over, um, I'm not exaggerating as I say this, I guess is the way I'm trying to say, um, and that's that it's had a huge impact on my career. It's been life-changing. And so um, I cannot uh, emphasize enough the importance of uh, joining PRSA just for your own professional growth and development. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us and to PRSSA. It is Ethics Month, so this is a really exciting podcast to share. It's not just podcasts with the pros, but it touches on all the ethical pieces we've talked about. Um, we are going to continue to encourage students to, of course, practice ethical behaviors, but help them learn what it means to be ethical. Um, thank you so much again. And if there's anything else you'd like to add or comment, uh, please let us know or please share. Uh, but thank you again. Thank you, Ashley. And I am a big advocate and supporter of PRSSA. So feel free to reach out to professionals like me anytime. Uh, we're definitely big supporters of PRSSA. All right. Thank you so much.